Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM WKRM. Today we have another show similar to last week. We are featuring area nonprofits that do so much in our counties. Today I have with us from Blood Assurance, Ms. Carol Cook. Welcome, Carol. Thank you for having me. Let me go around the room. I also have with me Mr. Brad Kimes with Bright Apple. Thank you for having us, too. Thanks for coming, Brad. I also have Miss Jessica Sloan Elam, and she is with CASA of Murray County. Thank you for having us as well. You're- and I have in the background, we only have so many mics, Brandy Burdett. She'll be on the show a little bit here. Go ahead and say hi, Brandy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having us. Brandy is with a Kids Place Child Advocacy Center. All these organizations do such great work in our county. They help our students, our students' families, and so many people in need. Um, if you were with us last week, you probably heard us talk a lot about the things that um, nonprofits do for our county. So Ms. Carol Cook is with Blood Assurance. She, she informed me she can't stay for the whole show. So I'm going to get right in here with with um, uh, Ms. Carol Cook with Blood Assurance. I'm kind of associated with Blood Assurance. I've been with them since 2016 as a community liaison, and I've worked with Carol. Carol is one of those dynamic people that takes nonprofits to another level. She's an organizer. She's a um, scheduler. She is uh, all around everything to help save lives. Carol, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey so far with Blood Assurance. My name is, again, is Carol Cook, and I'm an account manager with Blood Assurance. I've been with Blood Assurance for four years. Prior to that, I have um, extensive healthcare experience in the Middle Tennessee market with agencies such as HCA, Community Health Systems, Alive Hospice, Willowbrook Hospice, and Compasses Hospice. I have enjoyed working in nonprofits for the last four years and have it has been very meaningful. Yeah, we have a, an advisory board here in Columbia called a Blood Assurance Advisory Board, and Carol's always busy, but we try to dial her in on the phone and get some updates. And um, when she's not there, we brag on her so much. It's just when she comes there, we're embarrassed to say anything, I guess. I don't know. But Carol, you do a fantastic job for Blood Assurance. Tell us a little bit about Blood Assurance and um, what it does for Murray County. Blood Assurance has a partnership with Murray Regional Medical Center and all of its affiliates in the surrounding counties. And in doing so, we have an advisory board, as as Jack mentioned, and we meet quarterly. And in that advisory board meeting, we discuss how many units the, the hospital and its affiliates uses on a quarterly basis. And it is my goal as an account manager to meet those needs in those local communities. So in saying that, I book drives both inside and mobile blood drives for area businesses in uh, varied counties in the Middle Tennessee area to increase our blood needs in this community. And the blood goes to our partner local hospital, Murray Regional Medical Center and its affiliates, as well as in uh, adjoining counties such as Williamson, Williamson Medical Center. One thing I'd like to uh, share is that um, Blood Assurance is the sole provider of the blood products at Murray Regional Hospital. So everybody loves to buy local, shop local, eat local. Well, let's save lives locally. Let's donate blood locally, and it comes back to our community and helps save so many lives. Is it true that one pint of blood can save three people? That is correct. A whole blood can save three lives. A double red cell would save six. That is correct. Wow. I've never done the double red cell, but I 
I do donate red blood cells. I'm a positive, you know, that's my positive demeanor. I'm a positive person. So I like that. I'm an a positive blood person. Um, uh, our blood is made up of red blood cells, plasma and platelets. That is correct. Tell us a little bit about the apheresis platelet, um, um, need right now in our County. Right now, the platelet donations are done locally here at our blood assurance location, which is located at 1412 Trotwood Avenue. Individuals can come every seven days to donate platelets. I'll say that 1412 Trotwood Avenue, for you that are local to the area, is Neely's Mill Shopping Center. And we're right at the front in the little uh, strip mall at the very front, um, and you'll see our sign, Blood Assurance, right up front. We also, an individual can donate whole blood every 56 days. I'm due. I just realized well, that once you said that, I'm due. I think I got an email from them the other day. So I need to schedule my appointment and, and get some blood donated to help save three lives. Um, let's talk about blood types real quick, because okay. this is something I find interesting. Um, what is the one universal blood type? It is O negative. All right. So in the, the blood type arena, we have O negative, O positive, A negative, A positive, B negative, B positive, AB positive and AB negative. So I'm not going to go through what bloods are used for each type, but what is the universal platelet donor type? Well, um, it is different for different individuals. Based okay, so on, it does vary. It does vary, yes. Okay, just let know, if you are O negative blood type, you are highly in need because when there's a trauma an accident on the expressway and they bring somebody to an emergency room and they've lost some blood and they need blood to stay alive. Well, they don't know what blood type they are. So they will immediately reach into the, the blood bank that they have there locally and grab a no negative pint to help save that life. I would like to add that currently right now at all of our mobile and inside um, setup locations at our centers, we are offering for O positive and O negative donors, a $10 Amazon gift card if you can come out and donate today. Woo-hoo, who doesn't like that? I mean, I like shopping. So, hey, <laughs> Amazon gift cards all day long. I'll take them. Um, I don't think I can get one because I technically work for them, but that's okay. You can get one because you don't work for them. That's in the Neely's Mill location or any local blood drive. Um, blood drives can be found by going to bloodassurance.org. It's not insurance. It's assurance. Bloodassurance.org. And go to the donate button and you can search by your zip code or your city and find a a place to donate locally. And for the rest of the month of May, on Mondays, we're doing $5 Chick-fil-A gift card giveaways to all donors that that come to either the mobiles or the center. Oh, don't tell me I can get a Chick-fil-A card and an Amazon card. That is correct. You can receive both. So there is a high need right now. And we don't generally at Blood Assurance, and I'll say we because I am affiliated with them, don't give away the bank just to try to get you in there, but the, the the shelves are getting a little low right now, right? Yes, I would like to state that right now for O negative and O positive donors, we have less than one day supply of that type of blood. That's a dangerously low supply. If you're in a trauma situation or somebody you know is in a trauma situation, they're going to need that O negative blood. So if you are O negative and you're listening to this station, if you're listening to this show right now, we are asking you to... Make an appointment. Go donate. And, and if you don't live in this area and you have to go somewhere else, go to your local blood bank in whatever city you're in. If it be, um, you know, Knoxville. We're not in Knoxville. So go wherever you have to go. Make appointment. 
donate. It's so important. I would like to make a plea as well. Um, Currently, right now, I am booking both, as I stated, both businesses uh, inside as well as mobile drives. If you have a business or a... um, an entity in town that you feel that you can bring 10 donors to us on a mobile bus, please call Blood Assurance at our local office here in Columbia. They, we will get this booked and we will have bring a bus out. We work seven days a week. Uh, if you have a factory, we work all three shifts. It does not make a difference what time it is. We will come out and we will uh, bring a bus. We will bring supplies. We will bring the nurses and we will get the blood and we will get the blood to the hospitals in need today. Interestingly, um, Blood Assurance um, does a lot of blood drives at Mary County Public Schools. And our high schools and our unit schools that have high school-age students, um, what is it, 16 years old? If you are 16 years old, you are able to donate, but you will need a parent permission form signed. If you are 17 year, years old, at this time, the CDC does not require parental permission form 17 signed. and older. Correct. And there's a weight limit, too? Um, the weight limit is 110 pounds. So you have to be at least 110 pounds, 16 years old. We have drives at Murray County Public Schools. I believe um, recent drives were Kalioka and Spring Hill. Yes. Um, we're working on scheduling drives for the fall when everybody comes back to school. Um, you'd be surprised. High school students, they understand. They get it. They donate. They can get a cord of courage, with, which is an authorized cord that they can wear during graduation. It's graduation season. If you happen to see, what color is that cord? Uh, we, we have, if you donate up to six um, times, you will receive a single cord, which is red. Red if cord. If you donate over six times, you would be considered a, a double cord of courage recipient, and that cord is red and blue, and it's two cords. Wow. So these are sanctioned by the high schools, and you know you can't really nowadays decorate as much as what maybe we were allowed to get away with when I was young, um, but you can go ahead and uh, earn cords that mean a lot. It means you've helped save a lot of lives. Yes. That's amazing stuff. You know, the ability, it's the easiest. Uh, our, our advisory board chairman, Patrick Harlan, he said, it's the easiest thing you're going to do laying down. You're just going to lay your arm out. They're going to they're gonna put a needle in. It doesn't hurt that much. They're going to draw the blood. It takes 15, 20 minutes. The whole process, the actual drawing the blood. And you're done. And you just saved three or more lives with that one donation. Yes. If you have 30 minutes to spare, come on down to Blood Assurance because we would love to um, take your donation and you could save three lives today. Carol, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all the good things you do in Murray County and all the things you do for Murray County Public Schools and helping helps, help the students understand that they can help save lives just by simply donating some blood. It's an easy thing to do. It's a needed thing to do. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate you inviting me today. Carol's got to go, but we really appreciate Carol coming on the show with Blood Assurance. We're going to switch it on over now to the person on her left. That is another entity. You might have heard them on the show before. This is from Bright Apple. And Bright Apple, what a great name, uh, Bright Apple. I really love it. I don't. You can maybe tell us how you guys came up with that, Brad. But Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself and your nonprofit called Bright Apple. Sure. So in twenty late twenty nineteen, um, Bright Apple came to be. It wasn't something that was thought about. Um, actually, I was in church and felt like. 
It was actually hearing from God, and that may sound kind of strange to some people. It happens. It does happen. And uh, just the thought was, feed my children. And I did not know what that meant. And so I prayed about it. And two days later, it was revealed to me what it was. I um, ended up, by the end of that of that week, talking to one of the principals here in town at McDowell Elementary School, actually. And, Dr. Uh, Brecken Pennell? That's correct. And uh, she said they had a need for snacks in the schools. And I said, well, let me see what that looks like. And a week later, uh, we were delivering snacks to to McDowell. And from that, it's grown. Yeah, Dr. Brecken Pennell was the principal at that time. Um, currently, it's Tanya Potts. Um, I heard a little bit about this history, and it's even featured on your website. There's a letter on there from Brecken, um, Dr. Pennell, to um, Bright Apple. So... You were in church and you had a calling and you decided this was something you were to do, feed the children. But you weren't. T- it wasn't about your children. It was about children in our county, right? Yeah. At first, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I was just trying to pray about it and 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 see what that was. And and I actually the whole process of getting this started happened, like I said, with within a week or two. It took probably a month after that. We had a nonprofit started, and um, just looking at what is the need. And then I started studying to see what what's really going on in this county and and how how much need there there truly is. So we just we've started with the Title One elementary schools, and there's a purpose why we started there. If you'd like, I can tell you about that. Yeah, I think most people that have heard the show and, and know about yeah. the school districts, they understand that Title One is, is is more in need school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and we've we're up to this at the end of the semester here we're 1175 children that are receiving a snack every single afternoon um and the reason that they're getting a snack in the afternoon is a lot of a lot of these kids they're on free or reduced lunch mm-hmm. so so they get their lunch early some of them they may not eat again till the next day and so in the afternoons they're hungry most of the snacks are are given to them during the school day to mm-hmm. keep them going, and some are sent home. So it just depends on the principal decides uh, how how that goes. Let me let me uh, list some of the things you have on your website about snacks, and, and this is really cool. They have things like apples, bananas, cheese, and crackers, etc. Most of these are healthy things. They're not candy bars. They're not sodas. Mm-hmm. They're not things like that. Even though everybody loves a good candy bar at the at the baseball game, but. Uh, these are foods that the children really need. Last week I had on the Well Outreach, and and uh, I had um, Miss Miss um, uh, Shelley Sasson, and she explained a little bit about the backpack program, where we will fill up backpacks and send them home with children with five meals in that backpack to get them through the weekend. Because there are people in our community that are hungry. We have great organizations like the Well Outreach, Harvest Share. Um, there's an uh, place in uh, Mount Pleasant, the name eludes me right now, but we have three nicely, um, um, nice uh, food pantries. And then we have um, the family center, which was all here, also here last week, and they have a food pantry. So we understand there's a need. There's three or four organizations in our county that help people that don't get enough food. So what you've done with Bright Apple is amazing. Now, um, I, it's great. You became a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, you provide students with food during the day and maybe take home. Um, and you're in the title one. Is there plans to grow the Bright Apple brand and name to be able to 
go into more schools than just the Title ones. There is a plan. Um, I like that. There, there is, is a, a plan. plan. <laughs> um, He's got that deep radio voice. Yes. There is a plan. So actually, we, we're we not done with the Title I elementary schools in Murray County. There's more than 1,175 children that need this food. We've... We take one school at a time, and we we add to to we listen to the principal. They tell us how many they need, and that's what they get. If we can do it, that's what we do. We don't add a school until we know that we're not going to come back to them and tell them we can't do this anymore. And, and I got to commend you. You you have a, a full time job, right? I do, because this probably doesn't pay many bills. It's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and then your wife also works for the school district, correct? That's correct. She's a teacher at. She's a speech pathologist at Whitthorn Elementary. At Whitthorn Elementary middle, middle, middle School. Yep, Whitthorn Middle School. Um, so you guys took it upon yourself to start a nonprofit to help feed children while you have full time jobs, and your wife being a speech pathologist at a school, it's a very demanding job. Also, it is. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and and I, I look on your website and I see this amazing picture of what appears to be one, two, three, four, five, seven individuals with these really nice shirts on in front of the um, our, our county um, building. Who are all these people? Are these part of the founders of your um, organization? Did you want to tell a little bit about sure, them? Sure, sure. That's, uh, that's our Bright Apple board. So Patrick Carter uh, is is one of our board members. He's a an attorney here in town um, has a real heart for the community as well. So uh, this was a handpicked board because we were just getting started. So I, I, I went around to, to the individuals and asked them. Every single person that I asked said yes. So it didn't take me long to get a board together. You asked the right people because it's hard to turn down an organization that's going to do such good in our county. Mm-hmm. It's going to help students. It's going to help families. Um, David Shan's another uh, board member, he's he actually works for a company called Life Touch. They do the photographs in a lot of our schools. No wonder it's such a good photo. Yeah, yeah. Catherine uh, Bush um, is a teacher here, and Aaron Baker is a teacher, uh, both in elementary schools here in the county. And um, Michael Baker is is our vice president. He is um, the two of us really got this going together, along with my wife. And um, and so if I left anybody out of that picture, I'm not looking at the picture. Right. Well, I could show it to you. Um, I find it interesting that you serve about 800 snacks. Yeah, we serve actually daily 1,175. So you're up now. to 1,175. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive, right there. And the goal is to continue to grow this nonprofit, this much needed nonprofit, and to out of Murray County and yeah. into other counties and maybe even other states. That's correct. So so we get our food directly from the distributor, and the distributor sh- ships it straight to the schools. Only during COVID shutdown did we actually touch the snacks. It goes straight to the schools, and they distribute it. Um, I'm all the time getting questions of how can I help, how can I volunteer, what can I do. Because of COVID, we've not had any typical type fundraisers. So everything that we've done has been just donations. And that is the best way to help because r- roughly $40 will feed one child all all school year. So we need donations. And Only can- $40 mm-hmm. can help feed a student for an entire school year, people. That's right. After the break, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how you can donate. We are here with... Um, Bright Apple, 
a kid's place, Murray County Casa, and we had blood assurance. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools, talk radio and podcast on 103.7 FM WKRM. So we were talking before the break to Brad Kimes, um, him and his wife, Charity. They run, uh, with uh, the help of many other people, Bright Apple. And you were talking about $40 could feed a child, a single child, for an entire school year. Well, I looked on the, on the website. I got it pulled up here, and it says $5 for one child for over a month. So if you don't have much money and you still want to help... Every $5 donation makes a big deal. So tell us your website address. Sure. It's brightapple.org. I love it. Bright Apple. It's such a great name. It's such a great organization. Brad, thank you for coming on and sharing what you guys do, what you and your wife do, and all the people associated with you guys. It's amazing that one little calling at church turned into an organization that's making such a big difference in Murray County Public Schools and our county. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. I know you got to get going and get get uh, heading out. So we're going to thank Brad for coming on the show. And we're going to go next to a kid's place, Child Advocacy Center, with a really good friend of mine. Her name is Brandy Burdett. She is the executive director of a kid's place, um, I think, from... Lawrenceburg? Yes. Yes. Welcome, Brandy. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me on here today. I am so excited to share with this audience. I'm assuming a lot of educators listen to this program. I hope so. I do too. I advertise it to them all the time. I hope some of them listen. Um, You know, and obviously, as you're going down the road in your car, it's one of the stations that comes in really good. And so you'll be listening on a Saturday morning, a Sunday evening, or a Monday afternoon. That's when we come on. So, yeah, I hope a lot of people do listen and we're available on podcasts now too so um what's a big uh, i can't think of it right now to come to me a friend of mine was just telling me he said, i listen to you all the time on my podcast and he told me what to use spotify Oh, yeah. He said he used Spotify, and he says they can, he found it right away, and so now every week when they put the new one on, he's listening. I'm like, and he works for the school district, so yes, they are listening. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brandy, and not just the fact that you're a part of the most amazing class of Leadership Murray yes. 2020, <laughs> which, of course, I'm an alumni of, and so is Brandy. That's how I met Brandy and became to know her and became her friend. Yes, yes. I love Leadership Murray. I encourage anyone that has not stepped up that's wanted to, to go for it. Absolutely. Go for it. You'll meet the best friends. It'll change your life for the better. Um, so about me, um, I'm born and raised in Lawrence County, but I have been working in Murray County uh, for about... 11 years now, serving uh, children who have been abused. But about me, um, I have four children of my own who are all almost grown now. My daughter's about to be a senior, my baby. Um, My son played uh, baseball here in Murray County for post-19 back in the day. He was a pitcher. Actually, for juniors, he was pitcher of the year. We just had a great time um, getting to know Murray County over the years. Um, 
So that's about me. Um, and, and I've met her family. They're amazing. They back up Brandy 100%. Her husband's amazing. Uh, she has a gala fundraiser yes. every year. And I've gone to the last, I've, you've had it twice, and I've been to the last two. And that's where I've met your family. And they are so supportive of you and everything you do, not just at work, but every day. with yes. the Because when you're an executive director of a nonprofit like Kids Place, you really don't stop working right. when it's, it's not a nine to five. Correct. It's a... 24-7 yes. commitment to be an executive director. And I see Jessica over there nodding from uh, Casa of Murray County. She understands, too. Um, we'll be talking to Jessica here in just a minute. Um, go ahead and finish and telling yes. us what what is this, what is it you do? I mean, if somebody's never heard of, and, and they had to know about you because there are these pinwheels all over the city with these beautiful signs, and when the the wind is blowing. You have this nice effect. We got them in front of the central office at Murray yes. County Public Schools. We've got them at every one of our schools. Um, I don't. I haven't been to everyone to verify, but we've gave them to yes. every one of our schools to advertise a kids' place, a child advocacy center. So yes. tell us a little bit. So kids' place. Um, I'm sure a lot of your uh, teachers and administration has had to make, un- uh, unfortunately, ha- has had to make uh, child abuse referrals. And if a child has been sexually abused or severely physically abused, once that child abuse referral goes in, we are contacted for our services. Uh, there's actually uh, legislation around our work. Uh, it's We're mandated to provide the services that we do. We provide what's called a forensic interview for law enforcement and DCS so that they don't have to talk to children. We have trained professionals who know exactly how to interview in a non-leading way so that the interview is admissible in court. Because obviously, if someone is sexually abusing a child or severely physically abusing a child, those people need to be dealt with in a legal setting. And we want to stop the child abuse. Wow. That's it's kind of interesting. I'm sitting here looking over at Jessica, and it's also something they're involved with, helping the children. And CASA stands for Coin Appointed Special Advocate, right? That's correct. Court Appointed Special Advocate. And you guys deal with some of the same things that Brandy is explaining with the kids' place, correct? That's correct. So I like to do more of a community conversation. Sure. Let me bring you in any time there, Jessica. <laughs> um, but Brandy, go ahead and finish telling, you know, without getting um, the doom and gloom, we know that things happen in our community like this. And, and it's unfortunate to even think about it, and you don't want to think about it most times. Um, but go ahead and, yes. and, and finish telling us a little bit more about it. Um, so basically, we work where the district attorney works. Uh, Brent Cooper serves four counties, so we serve four counties. We serve Lawrence, Wayne, Giles, and Murray County. And we are located at Murray Hills Church. Uh, We have been there since 2011. Most recently, we have expanded our services here in Murray County, and we're there four days a week now. So Monday through Thursday, we are available to interview children. We have an advocate there who works with our non-offending caregivers, and we have... um, two therapists, well, actually three therapists who are serving uh, children at this time. And all of our services are free. We, we don't even ask for an insurance card. Um, I mean, 100% free. We provide food and, food and clothing, hygiene items, um, 
we go to court with families as well because obviously we are uh, building relationships sometimes for two years. These cases a lot of times take two years to get to the court proceedings, and we have built relationships with them. So they want us there. They're therapists most of the time for sure. Um, we also partner with our schools. That's why I was so excited about the audience. Um, we uh, we provide uh, education to our students. The Aaron, Aaron's Law requirement that schools require required to provide, we are there to provide that if needed. And we also educate our teachers and administrators on how to detect, report, and prevent child abuse and understand the law and how, you know, everyone in Tennessee over the age of 18, it, they're mandated to report suspicion. Not, oh, I know 100%, I saw it with my own eyes. No, we suspect, if we suspect child abuse, we are required to report that to the child abuse hotline or our local law enforcement. You mentioned um, Aaron's Law, and for our listening audience, just Briefly, tell us what is Aaron's Law. Yes, well, Aaron's Law, um, Aaron Marin was a victim of child sexual abuse, and she's from Illinois. She um, has, all over our country, gone to legislators and, in our state, was able to get them on board and pass Aaron's Law here in Tennessee. And what that means is K-12, through you're required all school systems in Tennessee are required to have Aaron's Law training, which is child abuse prevention training, sexual abuse uh, most specifically. So that just means teaching children body safety and how to speak up and tell if something's happening to them. And we, we provide that training within the school system. That is awesome. Um, amazing things that you're doing for the students and families in Murray County. Um, if you have a chance to uh, visit their website, and, and you've changed it recently, right? Yes. So tell me what it is so I don't get it wrong. Yes, it's kpcac.org. So KP for Kids Place, CAC for Child Advocacy Center, Center.org. That's right. kpcac.org. Go to their website, learn more about what they do, find out how you can help. Um, Do you need volunteers or donations? What is it you need? I know, and and I I asked that question, but I want to share also, I got a text last week, I think it was, from Miss Brandy Burdett, and she says, I need a bunk bed. In order to keep somebody where they're at, by law, you needed a bunk bed. So we networked with the Family Center. We did. We did. And Don Taylor from the Family Center stepped up, said, I got you covered, right? Yes, she did. She said, I know just who you need to call. And I made the phone call. No questions asked. He said, it's done. And that was taken care of within a matter of hours. And that did keep the children in a safe home and from being disrupted. We sometimes think, you know, we're so used to this foster care system all over the country. Well, it's very traumatic for children to be moved from a home that they feel safe in. And we always advocate for children to be able to stay. And we're willing to do whatever we need to do to make sure that happens. As I mean, make a phone call, write a check if we have to. But, but Jack is right about the donations. The monetary donations that we receive, all of our funds are for direct services. Uh, that may mean we have to write a check for a bunk bed, 
food. Um, this past year, we were able to collaborate with a church, and we were working with a local shelter in Lawrenceburg, and they wrote a check for a car for a mom because she didn't have transportation and she had a job and was doing all the right things, but she did not have a vehicle. And uh, so we're willing to network and, and work with our local communities to make sure that families have every resource they need to be able to overcome child abuse. Just so everyone knows, 96% of offenders that sexually abuse children, it's someone that child loves and trusts. It's not the stranger danger that we have to worry about. It's people that we love and trust that do this to children, unfortunately. And so that causes major loss in the family a lot of times financial loss and we're we're going to make sure that they have what they need a kids place child advocacy center they're located in murray hills church yes and are you there four days a week is it monday through thursday monday through thursday 8 um, to four thirty. and can they stop in they can to stop talk in to somebody they if can. they want to absolutely sometimes people are are, are more comfortable with a face-to-face absolutely. some people are more comfortable over the phone um, and you have a um, toll-free number or a number that's easy? We, we have a business office in Lawrenceburg, and, and we do prefer, if you're going to stop in, please call us first. Okay. Let's set that up. And all the numbers are available at on the website. kpcac.org. That's correct. All right, kpcac.org. i got to remember that because it used to be something totally different. Um, Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you've got another appointment you've got to go make. Um a kid's place, a child advocacy center, is in every school at Murray County Public Schools. They reach out to our counselors, um, uh, Yvette Carter, our supervisor of counseling and mental health. Um, her and I went out and put the pinwheels up in front of the office and had a great day. It was a beautiful, sunny day. We waited till they mowed the lawn, so we had this perfect location for them. Um, we... Um, Yvette talks about how excited she is about the relationship she has with not just you, but many other nonprofits in our community that do so much for children and families in our county, especially those associated with our school district. We so much appreciate you. I so much appreciate your friendship. And here's hats off to the Leadership Murray class of 2020. Yes. Uh, the best class ever. I'm allowed to say that, yes, right? Of yes, course. of course. She says, thank you for coming, Brandy. I know you got to get going. So I'm going to transition over to talking about CASA of Murray County, which is a great organization. In fact, CASA, um, we have Jessica Elam Sloan. Nope, Jessica Sloan Elam here. And you are the new executive director of CASA of Murray County, correct? That's correct. I took over in March of 2021. Congratulations. Um, I think we had met a few times before. We talked about that before the show. Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in this this fantastic position of executive director of an organization called CASA. So I'm born and raised from Murray County. Um, my family has been here. My, I was, my mother was a school teacher, so school Yay! teachers definitely have hearts for me. For me. Um, but I started my career as a social worker with the Department of Children's Services. I also was a forensic interviewer, which in that led me to being um, going to law school to be a guardian ad litem, which is short we call a GAL. CASA is actually from the national, CASA of Murray County is from the national CASA GAL model, 
which started in 1977. So for the last several years, I have developed my law practice as a guardian at Lightham, representing kids in juvenile court. Um, and I've been a DCS worker with ACASA, and I've been an attorney with ACASA, and I've been without. And these children always fare better when they have ACASA. I've heard that. I, I'm, I'm not personally have any involvement with CASA. I do want to shout out to our uh, Murray County Public Schools chairman of the school board, Board of Education, Mr. Michael Fulbright. He now is an advocate coordinator at CASA of Murray County. He is currently one, yes. Yes. And he, him along with Pam Conrad still? Pam Conrad still is. And she is our part-time advocate coordinator. She actually started as a CASA volunteer and led to her employment with CASA. Yeah, if, if I remember right, you guys have um, a good pool of volunteers that can help work with the children. They have to be certified or something? Yeah, so how to become, which we're always in need for volunteers, mm -hmm. because our mission is that every child co that comes through the juvenile court um, coming into DCS custody or at risk of coming into DCS custody, the Department of Children's Services custody, that they have a CASA or a court-appointed special advocate to be their voice in court. Um, so we we screen, we recruit, and screen volunteers. They have to be at least 21 years older. We do background checks. We make sure that we train them, and they go through 35 hours of training to begin before they take an oath with the court. And then we also do additional training every year so that they're – they're everyday citizens, the way we say they can be come from all walks of life, making everyday differences for our children. So if I ever had time, I could contact you and say, I'd like to volunteer to help out um, students and children in need through CASA. And you would help train me and get me certified and do all the background checks and all that for me, right? That's correct. Our volunteers are anything. We have some school teachers. We have some retired school teachers. We have school counselors. We also have recent graduates from school college. We have, we've had doctors, lawyers, any background can do it. Um, it. It doesn't require a special background, just a love for a child and wanting to see the child not fall through the cracks in the system. Well, that's an easy one. A love for children. Yes, yeah, so there's so many people have love for children. Just our, our, you know, when you think about our teachers in our community um, at Murray County Public Schools, they do what they do mostly because they love doing it. They're not getting rich. They're not going to be um, making millions of dollars, but they're going to get gratification and satisfa satisfaction, that's the word I was looking for, over the job they do. And, Mike, I know you're over there smiling because I can't talk sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot after we come back from this uh, next break, okay? Um, you had another um, coordinator? We do. Our other coordinator is Kendall Gill. Yes, at, um, I met Kendall. And Kendall is from Murray County, and so he he's wonderful as well. Um but, you know, he started out as a CASA as well. And that's kind of, that should tell you something. Once you get involved, knowing what we do and the differences that we make, that's how we actually have gotten several of our employees. They need to update the website because you're not listed on here yet. So put that on your to-do list. Because I looked right away to see if you were on here. And it's and it's the former director, executive director is still listed on here under the staff. And she is still actually currently working with us right now. That's awesome. <laughs> so she was so she retiring or? She she is. I didn't get her permission to tell you this, but Janine Denny has has been with Casa since the beginning in two thousand and five, yes, and she I has she ha, she bleed blood, sweat, and tears Casa. I believe that's a true statement, and yes. I have big shoes to fill. <laughs> uh, you're going to do just fine, Jessica. Um, 
I just wanted to highlight the staff that I've seen in the in the in the photos here, and um, really big shout out to Michael Fulbright. He does so much in the community. He's been on the commission. He's on the school board. He's the chairman of the school board. Um, and I know he was ecstatic when he got this job as an advocate coordinator for CASA because he has a uh, he has such a love for children. He has his own, of course, and then he wrote children books. And, you know, we've talked about those on the show before. He's just uh, an all-around great guy. So shout-out to Michael uh, Fulbright. Thank you for all you do. Um, and not just at Murray County Public Schools, but with the Casa of Murray County. Um, do you have any other needs before we go to break that you'd like to talk about? i got about a minute left. I um, would like to do a plug, if we don't mind. We're actually doing our annual fundraiser. We usually do two, but due to COVID, we've only had one. Um, and it's the Playhouse fundraiser. Oh, it yeah. is listed on the tickets. site. Yeah, Playhouse. <laughs> um, and I've never won, but I've, I have bought tickets for that. You you buy a, like a raffle ticket, you correct? Buy, you buy a raffle ticket. It's $10 a ticket, no limit. Um, it's actually on display at Heritage. Okay. Um, well, let's talk a little bit more than that about that after the break. We will be back on the Big Yellow School Bus podcast after these words. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk show and podcast on 103.7 FM WKRM. We have been talking with nonprofits last week and this week, and with me still in the studio is Jessica Sloan Elam. She is the executive director of CASA of Murray County, which CASA stands for Coint Court Appointed Special Advocate. All right, before the show, we were talking a little bit about your organization. Um, did you want to continue to tell us some of the great stuff you do? We talked about some of your staff and the changes taking place and how you just came on board in January. Yes. So so one of the reasons why I stepped into this role is because with CASA, what an advocate actually does is so many times you hear these kids are falling through the cracks. Our advocates, when they're trained, they will only carry a load of one or two children or families of children. They review all medical records, mental health records, educational records. They attend IEP meetings, 504 meetings, anything that deals with a child as that voice for that child. And then they become the eyes and the ears of the court. So their court report is what our juvenile court judge, which right now is Judge Chapman, and then also Judge Bailey and Judge Sands will look at the reports. And we make recommendations based on everything that we've compiled is how it can we get this child to be safe and permanent in the home, whether it's returning back to their parent or whether it's a, a safe forever home. So, I mean, we are always recruiting volunteers. We we definitely want, I say definitely, you know, we, we have our underserved population. Um, so any men out there or, or any um, of our underserved population that really wants to help make a difference, we try to fit our kids to our advocates or vice versa, our advocates to our kids. It, so they have somebody to relate to. It's so easy. When you go to their website, which is org. you go to volunteer. It's its own little button at the top of the page. They have four easy steps. You submit an application. You meet with the staff. You complete some training, and then you swear in at court. At court. So... 
That sounds like an easy process. Um, you know, the training is a um, 30 hour training session. It is. And right now it's actually an easier training. I say it's easier to work into your schedule. You said something earlier about your time. It's self-guided. So all you need as far as schedule time is one hour a week to meet with us to review. We send you all the training and it's roughly two to three hours throughout the week. You can do it at 11 o'clock at night, whatever. You can do it while sitting on the beach. Just as long as you log in with us for one hour each week for six weeks, um, that that's it. So you can get it. And of course, the training is specialized. And when I say it's that's it, we're there to help you once you take the appointment. We will go with the home visits with you. We will go with the things if need be. Um and we just ask because what we're wanting is someone who can be with that child throughout the process. Their DCS worker will change a lot of times. Sometimes their attorney will change. Their service providers will change. But we want that child to have that consistent person that they can rely on um, so going through such a hard process. Begin, from beginning yeah. to end. And that includes taking time to be with them in court. Exactly. You can be with them in court. You can go visit them um, once, once or twice a month so that they know they're there, you know, and we've, we've got some wonderful advocates. Absolutely. So, and, and the, and the numbers like, is your clientele generally young, younger, um, children or is it all the way up in age? Right now it's birth teenagers. to birth to teenagers, birth to 18 until they age out of the system. And, you know, we get them exposed to drugs. We get them with unruly behaviors. I mean, children are children. Um, but that's why we need all different types of advocates because every child comes with their own set of needs and, mm-hmm. and wishes. Um, so we serve any, and our appointments come from the juvenile court. So when last year we were able to serve 151 of our children here in Murray County, and we just serve children in Murray County that are appointed by our court. Um, and, and to give you roughly the number, we had over 450 dependency and neglect cases that came through our Murray County Juvenile Court. And out of those cases, we were able to serve 151. We want to be able to serve the full amount. Right. Absolutely. It sounds like something that is in in need and it's appreciated and everything that um, your organization does um, from your staff to your board members, I see you're ran by a board of directors, as in uh, all nonprofits are done. So how much time we got left, Coach Mike? Just, uh, just, just over five minutes. All right. Coach Mike, did you want to add anything to the show about, you know, because you've been with me the last couple of weeks and we've talked yeah. about all these area nonprofits. Uh, it's been really interesting to listen to these groups. So we had four last week. We had four this week yes. and stuff like that. Each of them uh, have their own little area of specialty where they Mm -hmm. where they actually work but one of the things that i've noticed about them is how well they coordinate with each other uh when when one of them has a need or has come up a little bit short in material or resources the others rally around them i think one of the you know last week one of the the neatest things we saw was that one of them mentioned uh, needing something on the air or something like that and was asking for donations. And the other one was just bouncing off the chair over here. <laughs> and then when we had that a break, was, um, Cindy Sims. Yeah. And, uh, when, as soon as we had a break, they were like, Hey, I can got it. I've got, I've got you to cover. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. They were already coordinating before we ever got out of the studio. So, uh, you know, and, and you know, I mentioned, you know, kind of a, a, a second idea you mentioned each of these little groups, you know, I, I kind of look at them like a ship, you know, and we, we, every ship needs a good captain. You know, if you don't have that good captain, that ship doesn't work very well. Again, I saw four great captains this week. I uh, saw four great ones last week. 
Murray County has a has a small armada of fantastic nonprofit organizations that really have a heart for our, not just for our kids, actually. I mean, it's for anybody that really needs any kind of help. Uh, yes, as a school system, we tend to focus on the kids. That's our, you know, that, that's the, that's the big focus. But, um, if you need help, you know, it's there. Uh, all you got to do is, is put out a feeler, you know, ask somebody, like I said, with, with these eight organizations, uh, that, that works so well, um, to do this, uh, the help is there. Uh, just, you know, these people as, as hard as they work, as passionate as they work, if they don't know you need the help, they can't, you know, they can't step up and help you. So that's the one thing where, you know, I would ask, uh, the people, you know, the, the, the general listeners is if you know a need or if you're in need, speak up, ask for help or say, Hey, I know somebody who needs who needs some help over here. Uh, can you can you help us with that? And I know you know any of these eight uh, executive directors would just launch into it and would probably bring three others with them. They would, and you know, uh, if if the need be. That's a great lead into our next uh, and closing section of the Big Yellow School Bus. We're going to do our shout outs. Um, Miss Jessica, I'm going to see if I've, I've, I've asked you ahead of time, so you kind of were prepared. Um, we like to do shout outs on the show to end the show because it's a great way to feel good and to share some of your feelings about somebody or something or an entity or that. So what is your shout out for today, Miss Jessica? I I really want to give a shout out to our board of directors. The president is Bo Holloway, but you can find them all updated on our website. That's a great name, Bo Holloway. I recognize that he's a fabulous Kiwanis member. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. (laughs) And and so I, I feel like our board, we could not do our mission without our board, and we have an excellent board. That's who I want to give our shout out to. Thanks, Jessica. That's a good shout out. You know, Jessica's with Casa Murray County, court appointed special advocates. They do a much needed service in this community. They have volunteer hearts. They, uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, an executive director's job is not nine to five. It's pretty much 24 seven, 365. There's always a need for somebody to help out. And thank you so much for what you do. So I'm going to go next on the shout out here. I, at Murray County Public Schools, we have a thing called the Resiliency Award. Um, the resiliency, as defined in a couple of different places I've seen, resiliency is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant <clears throat> sources of stress, such as family and relationship problems, serious health problems, or workplace and financial stress. I want to shout out to the entire Murray County Public Schools and every nonprofit in this community for being so resilient, for not giving up, for making a difference, and for all the award recipients that we honored on this, uh, here recently at Columbia Central High School. Thank you for all you do. This is the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.